Heavy Cardboard Episode 65, Chattanooga Railcon. So a few days ago, Edward sat down with our buddies Paul, Chad, and Tony to discuss their experience at the Chattanooga Rail Gaming Challenge, which is the yearly 18xx gaming convention. I set this one out, but the guys had fun talking about the convention, how much fun they had, and all the 18xxs they got to play while there. Enjoy! Hey y'all, it's Edward, and I am happy to be joined because this is the first time in memory that I've actually gotten these two in the same spot. Tony Fryer, who, you know, used to co-host the show, and our good buddy Paul Chad, or Chad Cook. The reason I have you guys here, as you guys know, is we want to talk Chattanooga a little bit. The convention, the train game convention that just ended last week that you all both attended and that I want to go to. So, off you go. Go for it. Yeah, the 21st annual Chattanooga Rail Game Challenge was uh, was my first my first annual Chattanooga Rail Chain. Which Rail I'm sure it's challenge. first of many to come uh, knowing you. Absolutely, man. It was really, really stupendous. It has to be an annual tradition for me now. Much to my wife's chagrin. When I got back, she was I don't like you going that long. I'm like, well, you better get used to it every January. Or she could come to Chattanooga with you. Nah. Okay. No. <laughs> There's not much to do there other than play rail games. And I have a very similar opinion, just uh, one additional year, and that I've known of chattanooga for about four or five years and considered going and finally attended last year for the very first time and i'm committed to uh, returning annually for the foreseeable future well it's hosted by mark derrick notable 18xx designer and he just he basically started it if i'm understanding kind of like how HeavyCon started just wanted to get some dudes together right I don't know the Genesis, uh, right. but he's certainly been a train gamer for a long time, and I'm sure wanted to get people to come to Chattanooga and play train games with him, and uh, now, as of this year, what, 90-plus people oblige. Yeah, 90-plus um, people, and I think about at least 80 of those people were there to play 18xx games. There were some Puffing Billy guys going on. Which not, is not ticket, much crossover. Ticket to ride stuff yeah. and uh, like crayon rails and stuff like that. Yes. Union, Union Pacific. Train games of any variety. Right. Railways of the world, etc. During the, um, the quote-unquote tournament, there were, um, according to the report I saw today, 75 games got played of 18xx games. 35 different titles in that mixture over the course of the four days. That's awesome. I mean, when you stop and think about it, just it's all the same system, just different variants, and 35 yeah. different between, what, four days of gaming. Yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing to me. And the tournament's really only, what, two and a half days, right, Chad? The Thursday's kind of a, everybody shows up early to play, whatever. It's not even really part of the convention. Right. It, it used to be, as you were telling me uh, a couple days ago, Chad, few people show up. Now it's the unofficial official day, right? That's certainly what it seemed. I was not there first thing in the morning last year, but this year there were what four games going by nine o'clock in the morning on yeah. Thursday. So, and by that that evening, it was was quite busy. It was fantastic to see. Yeah, um, and it, you know it is a tournament, but as Chad told me on my when he was trying to convince me to go, which didn't take much convincing really, um, he was saying that it's a tournament, but not really everybody really is competing or really even cares what their score is or their placing and stuff like that. So I don't want people to hear tournament and be 
shy about going because literally it's just not the focus. Not at all. And it's and and it is really cool in a way as as well, in that yes, you certainly get points for winning a game mm-hmm. and you get points for finishing second in a game. And if you win a game that's a five player or six player game, that's more points than winning a three player game. So there's that whole aspect of it. But there's also points to be gained in other ways, which I think are the really cool part of the tournament. Every year there's a featured game. This year it was 1822. Lots of talk about 1822 out there. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the score sheet, one of the things is, did these people play the featured game? So you get a point for that. You also gain points based on playing with unique people. So that causes people to intermingle and play games against different people, as opposed to our four people are going to sit at this table and we're going to play this game repeatedly or we're just going to play together. So I think those aspects of the tournament to stimulate playing with different people and playing a specific featured game is cool. But you were saying that there's really, out of the 90 or so folks that attended this year, there's a small minority that actually really cares about the tournament, or at least that that was noticeable, right? I, I don't know that for sure. Right. Um, for all I know, I know for certain there's five or six people that I talk to that don't care about the tournament. It could be all the others that do. Uh, but I never feel that in play, in that even if I'm playing against somebody, if they're determined to play well and win the tournament, so be it. But I, I don't ever sense that, in that it's... Um, there's, I didn't ever get any mean play as an example. Nobody ever once mentioned the tournament other than the directors collecting score sheets to me. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah. it, so it's not one of those things to where, like, no, you don't lay your tile like that because I'm trying to get points or anything like that. It's Correct. totally just a bunch of people sitting around playing train games. Absolutely. Cool. And if you win the tournament, you get first pick from the prize table, which is a really cool 18xx game of some sort. And so, yeah, and that's sort of how it goes. You might win a game if you played well in the tournament. Cool. But ultimately, it's all about just playing games as opposed to I got to not only play games, but I got to win these games and screw you if, you know, you get in my way type stuff. You know, besides that, one other thing it was about for me was the fabulous experience of meeting people, whether they're celebrities quote unquote in that um, genre of game or just regular players man i really met um, just a lot of fabulous people while i was there we're going to talk about a couple of them of course as we go through this conversation but um one thing that was cool it was was the celebrities that were there a whole bunch of train game designers right obviously derek ian wilson came over from england there were some other english guys around there too david hecht was there pierre leboeuf matt campbell um, who we'll, we'll talk about. Gary uh, Morozka was there. Tim, Craig Bartell and Tim Flowers. Uh, Sean Fox with his new 18 USA game. And, of course, you know, Tamplin and Jeff Hewer and uh, Scott Peterson from, which, from those publishers. Right, there which, which really, that is your 18xx publishing world <laughs> yeah. outside of 1846. And then, like, man, all the top, like, players were there, too, man. We got to play with the top player. Which is Bruce Beard, which is universally known as, okay, you're playing for second. Oh. (laughs) He's a machine. He can just do the numbers immediately in his head. 
But from what I, from what I, uh, Chad and I were talking previously, that he seemed like a pretty good dude, just a regular Joe. Oh yeah, fantastic yeah. to play with. Uh, look forward to playing another game with with Bruce next year, and uh, maybe coming in uh, fourth instead of fifth in a three player game. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, now the Chattanooga Choo Choo. You would think off the top of your head. The Chattanooga Choo Choo Hotel is a, a wicked cool place to have a train game convention, right? Obviously, right? But man, those hotel rooms are a <laughs> box. <laughs> that place is a dump, man. It was like it looks like it was built in the 50s, the hotel part, and maybe updated in the 70s and stuff. Chad says they did work on the rooms, but I noticed they didn't like finish the bathrooms, for example, and stuff okay. like that. But the but the place where you actually have the convention and play. It's an old train station. It's really, really cool. That's know? cool. Yeah. Now, is it true that it's probably moving for next year, though, to a different uh, different location? I think too that's, a, yeah, way too early to know. Uh, okay. Mark Derrick did post something in the 18xx Yahoo group just yesterday that there's going to be some renovations and changes going on. So the conference room where it has been held for the previous two years may not even exist this time next year. So too early to know. All right. One, one cool thing they do have, though, they have these uh, Pullman cars. They have a bunch of them. How many would you say they have? 10, 15, 20? Yeah, got to be. Lined up on the tracks of the station, of the old station, and they've converted them to hotel rooms. Oh, so you can actually stay in a Pullman car yeah, while yeah, you're at yeah. I Chattanooga. Wanna, I want to check one out. I heard they were kind of like cold in the winter. I still want to check it out. That, I it'd mean, be, it'd be cool. It's the ultimate theme, right? right. I mean, you're, you're living the theme while playing the theme. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so four days, yes. even though it's not an official four days, right? Yeah, uh, Thursday. We, Like Chad said, we got in there and got gaming pretty quick. Yeah, so Thursday is officially early bird gaming. Uh, again, I wasn't there first thing last year, uh, but I was thinking early bird gaming meant if you roll in sometime after noon, you get involved in a game. This year, we were there first thing in the morning, so we were... We were playing 18 Nebraska by uh, five minutes after nine, so yeah. uh, it was great, fantastic. And then the kind of official tournament is all day Friday, all day Saturday, and wraps up by 2 p.m. on Sunday, though there's people playing uh, on through Sunday, and it sounds like even a little bit on Monday. On uh, Monday, morning. right, <laughs> due to uh, airplane snafus, right. right? Yeah, Yeah, we played 18 Nebraska as our first game. Um, we had a thing where we didn't really want to play with each other very much, me and Chad. We didn't necessarily mind playing with Kyle a lot because we we don't often get a chance to play with Kyle, right? Um, but, Go all this way and play with people right, from right. Denver. Yay. But right. It didn't really work out for us so well on Thursday be, just because of the way games get started and people. But like we were talking to Matt Campbell, 18 Nebraska's author, and um, – yeah, we were just shooting the bull with him, and he's, he's a really, really cool guy. And he's like, you guys want to play a game? And we said, yeah, let's play something. And uh, I think I said, well, how about your game, Matt? And so, because, you know, Chad, you had not played it, so we played 18 Nebraska as our first game uh, with the author. And uh, I think, did Kyle beat him? Kyle won yeah, that Kyle's game. a good player. Exactly, dude. yeah. yeah uh, so. But I, And that was my first time at that title. I've owned it for two, three years, something along those yeah. lines. But And I can't wait to get it out again. It was just a just a lot of fun, really neat game. And Campbell, Matt Campbell, he's a pretty cool guy, and uh, he's in Nebraska, obviously. That'd be weird if he were, like, in Ireland yeah. and designing 18 Nebraska, right? But, you know, he's got family in Fort Collins, and sometimes business and family brings him through Denver. 
So we shared contact info. Yeah, he, said he'd he love needs to, to come. Stretch yes, a visit. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be very cool. Yeah, so that that'd be really really cool. Um, after that, again, you know, everyone really liked Chad, so I didn't want to play very many games with him. Well, but, obviously, who does? <laughs> I mean, seriously. But we uh, we grabbed a stranger. We kept Matt around. We grabbed a stranger, George from. Uh, uh, Memphis, Memphis, and uh, we played a five-player game of 1861 next. How'd that go? It went very poorly for me. I <laughs> I finished last in, I think, all but two games I played. Hey, there's something to be said for consistencies, though. <laughs> Absolutely. I am rock solid on that consistency. But all that said, and Tony and I joke about this throughout the weekend, I couldn't care less. Right. I had a blast coming in fourth in all of those games. So let, let me interrupt sure. the the uh, chronological uh, run here for a second, and I want to kind of talk about that for a minute. So there is maybe a perception that train gamers, 18xxers in general, can be standoffish or get off my lawn or fill in the right word. And so you guys are saying it's 100% not the case, at least there. Oh, I wouldn't say 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly did not experience that, but uh, everybody I talked to was open and welcoming, but maybe that's because they were opening and welcoming and <laughs> therefore I talked to them. But okay. I didn't see anybody that, that I would have uh, said anything negative like that. Or, or yeah. that you wouldn't want to play another game with? Uh, agreed. Yeah, I, I second that. I just thought you meant in general. Oh no, no, okay. no, no! Because <laughs> yeah. we we all know there there are some right. out there, right. absolutely. But in general, for for Chattanooga, it was just it was. Would you say it was like similar to other conventions in that a lot of them are just you know if it's open gaming, just yeah, hey, you want to play this? Sure, let's sit down and play. And absolutely. And, and my concern. Because I want to go next year, but my one my one of the first questions I asked Chad when y'all got back was, "Is it comfortable? Like, did you feel like somebody was, you know, like like I'd said earlier, really, you're playing, you're doing that, or like, hey, it, it's six bucks, you get thirty six bucks. Come on, come on, let's, you know, that type thing to where you're just uncomfortable or you're out of your element or you're you're rushed or any of those things." No, I think generally all the people there are passionate about train gaming. They're traveling from around the country and or even around the world. the world in many cases. These are people that love these games and want to grow these games and are welcoming to new players. And And I, I never felt any bit of... Um, criticism for my my poor play uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why yeah, maybe people were happy to experience my poor play and help their position but but i thought it was great okay cool yeah so then we uh we stayed together pretty much all day on thursday and uh, jimmy okalika invited us to play 18 ny which i've been dying to play hadn't played before and that's the game we got in with uh, bruce beard and it was just, uh, I'd played 18 New York previously. The last time was with Jimmy at Chattanooga last year. So I hadn't played it in a year um, and just really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a neat game and getting to play a game with Bruce. And uh, he was he was at share limit and just collecting cash uh, while the rest of us were, <laughs> were still struggling. Like so in the was, second stock round, he was at sheer limit. No, it wasn't that bad, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was just wonderful to, to watch, and, yeah. and the whole group was great to play with. I bet you that would, have been, that would be cool. Like I, I appreciate watching excellence. 
In whatever it is, yeah. right? And so seeing somebody who is universally thought of as the single best 18xx player in the world, and just like it'd be like getting schooled yeah. in chess, you know, by by a grandmaster, being like, "Wow, thanks for the ass kicking," but this is pretty cool. I saw Bruce later in the convention teaching an extremely complex game, 1831, to a newbie. So he's not above anything. That's awesome, yeah. dude. And I, I, I mean that. That actually should counter some of that uh, maybe predisposition to think that some of these or a lot of these train gamers are old and stodgy and get off my lawn. So I love hearing that, man. I think that's fantastic. So I don't know. Now, Chad, the conversation is going to have to split up a little bit here because on Friday we did manage to split up. I did not play a game with Chad or Kyle on Friday. Did- were you okay? I mean, you two were joined at the Dude, hip it, it of late. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really was. I, I can take it to start. So go uh, right off the bat on Friday, I played 1761 Canals to Rails, a an Ian Wilson prototype. Which I, when you when you mentioned that to me, I was like, so it's Brass, the 18XX game, it right? It kind of is. It, it, it kind of is. So yes, the... Uh, without getting too into the details of the game, I'd say those canal companies work the way miners do in many other games, in that you run them for, it was a set number of rounds, I want to say five or six operating rounds, and then the railway age starts, you rip up all the track that you've built, canals, and and then you kind of start again. And then those previous canal companies, they still exist, they still produce some minimal revenue, and that revenue starts decreasing, and you can buy them into your railway companies. Again, kind of like miners work in, in some many other games. But I thought it was a really fun game. I had seen the game listed on 18xx, so was was interested to play it. I tend to like Ian Wilson's game designs anyways, and was was great to, to get to play with him and get a chance to play that prototype. Very cool. How about you, Tony? Uh, I went into the con with uh, two games on my list that I... Um, must experience while I was there. And let me see if I can guess what they were. Okay. 18 Ireland. One. 1834. Two. All not right. necessarily in that order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so first thing I did on Friday was just beeline over to uh, Scott Peterson's table. And uh, he was sitting there looking to teach Ireland to people. He showed up with a couple of pre-production copies. And I say pre-production, but... They're ready to ship. The only thing that was wrong with his copies were half the tokens were the big, like, Euro-style tokens, and half the tokens were the normal 18xx tokens, because not all of his big tokens have come in yet. Gotcha. And you say Scott Peterson. He runs all aboard games. games. Right. Right. Um, So I learned 18 Ireland from him, and uh, we played with a couple other people. Yeah, saw bankruptcy in that game. The guy sitting right next to me. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I really like the game. I played it again. I'll talk a, bit, a little bit about it here in a sec when uh, when Chad talks about his next game. But like, first thing though is uh, like Scott Peterson was probably the nicest person I met at Chattanooga. I mean, guy's just just a gracious guy, a very kind guy. So and good player too. So we're gonna have a ball with him at Heavy Combat. I can't I can't wait. I uh, I was gonna say every interaction I've had with him when I was muling copies uh, for customers or for fans whatever uh over to essen his interactions with me have been nothing but yeah great so i'm excited to finally meet him and and probably get my butt kicked uh at one or two 18xx games that weekend as well so how about you chad 
So my second game of the day was another five-player game of 1861, which I, again, finished seventh in this five-player game. Consistency, baby! And had a ball doing it. I uh, got to play with, with a new group of people that I hadn't played the previous game with, which was great. Mixing it up, meeting new people is always fun. And, and that's one of my favorite titles, so I certainly enjoyed playing it. And the play in that particular game did get quite aggressive. There were a couple of... Uh, tile lays early in the game that cut off a city from one player even being able to get a run and uh, that was probably the most uh, attacky play that I saw throughout the weekend okay uh, but even then everything was all all good natured and and good fun cool uh, my second game on uh, Friday was again 18 Ireland I've heard about this game <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I really really dug it and um, no, I mean this particular play no, 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 of no. this game. You've heard about my third play. Oh, I But I'm we'll sorry. get to that <laughs> when we talk about Saturday. No. Um, yeah, so my second game was 18 Ireland. And uh, I don't know, maybe we should uh, chat a little bit about 18 Ireland just because uh, it's a new game. Your listeners maybe want to. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for it. I know that you're jumping out of your skin to want to order it. I think uh, you've already pre You've I, already ordered uh, it. Scott was kind enough to let me bring home one of those copies. Oh, so you already own it. All right. I was going to re. I told him, I said, hey, when you ship mine, leave these stupid big tokens out because I'm going to retoken it anyway. Okay. So, and then I then the conversation just went to, well, why don't I just take this one home? You know, so. Cool. All right. Um, I, I retokened it already. <laughs> painted, been, painted tokens, the whole thing. You've man. been home four days? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I was okay. off on Wednesday. Okay. But 18 Ireland, I played three games total. Uh, one four-player and two five-player games. And both times the game was about five hours. So I don't think player count really has any effect on that. So it's not really that long of a game. Um, but it is it is a very, very cool game. It, it definitely has some elbows in the game that you can wield. And um, it's very poor game financially. I was gonna say I've heard it's really austere. Yeah, yeah. The bank is only four thousand dollars. What? And the game is five hours. So you are you rubbing two Irish pennies together to try to get an Irish nickel, man. I have six dollars of income. <laughs> yay! Oh, yeah. Your route pays four. Oh my yeah. bad. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> I thought I'd have to get some four dollar chips, but anyway. Um, yeah, so there's some there's some elbows that you can throw in the game, and and part of that's because of the, uh, the the poorness of the game. The map is small and pretty tight too, so your token placement really matters too, and I and I like that in the game. Um, the other thing I like is sometimes I don't like this, but um, it is in general very cool. But like the tile set is very restrictive, like 1830 restrictive, like like worse because like in a lot of cases there's only one of those tiles or two of those tiles and that's oh. and that but that's but it works and it works fine and that's because a lot of the tiles have narrow gauge on them and the way that this game implements the narrow gauge is just pure brilliance like you yeah the narrow gauge implementation I'll just leave it at that is really really smart in this game um there, the, the meat of the game, though, is this shareholder voting mechanism. And this is where some of the elbows are, right? Um, but, but they're good elbows. So there's a merger round after every two ORs, right? And it's kind of like Indonesia in a way with the mergers because any shareholder can suggest a merger. So, for example, I might have a share of one of your minor companies, Edward. Right. 
I can suggest that you, your minor company, and one of Chad's merge. Oh, and that's that merger is going to happen now. Oh, so suggest. <laughs> suggest means. You know, is in quotes. Right. Yeah. Now, the, now, when what I mean by that merger is going to happen is we're going to take it to a vote of all the shareholders. So you basically vote your shares, and the ones in the bank pool are going to vote yes or no, depending on if those shares would increase in value. Oh, okay. If they don't increase in value, those votes abstain. So it's completely predictable, except for how you think the other players might vote, right? And the players are going to vote, you know, probably on game state. Well, Chad's in the lead. Um, so this is a fantasy game. Chad's in the lead. Um, so well this played. merger hurts Chad, so I'm going to vote for it, right? Okay, that, so that kind of a thing. So are you voting based on the number of shares that yeah, you so have? Yeah, so if I have three shares, I have three votes. Okay, gotcha. You know? And um, if it comes down to a tie, priority Pre- matters. Oh, not the, the president or anything right, like that. It's the person that suggests the merger and stuff. So, um, So the rule is, in my mind, don't get attached to your miners. It's not the end of the world if you lose them because you're going to get a share in, in a major company that's probably going to be a better thing down the road anyway. Who knows? But it gives you something to sell. Um, but the, the two really cool um, merger scenarios are, hey, Edward, I see you just scraped by for all these ORs and you finally bought a six train. Let's merge. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll be sure. the president now. Right? All right. Yeah, and yeah. the other one is... You saying to me, hey, Tone, I just moved this six train off my miner. Let's merge it into yours. Right. <laughs> so, so it's almost like hostile mergers. Yeah. It but, can be. It can be weapons if you want it to yeah, be. Or yeah. it could I think be. hostile's a little strong. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. They're definitely, um, you don't need permission. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But it's you not, do need the votes. Right. You right. do need the votes. And we didn't, at least in the one game of 18 Ireland I played... Um, there wasn't really any table talk that went into that how you were going to vote in that it was pretty clear that this is either good for me or bad for me I'm going to vote for the way I think it should go Mm -hmm. but I could totally see with some groups where they're going to start getting campaigning and that table talk of what you got to vote for this merger because Edward's in the lead right now and this is going to punish him so it's us against him for right now. As soon as sure. we, as soon as we take him down a peg, then you and I can fight it out. So I can see that going on. Okay. In, in my three games, I saw the game end three different ways, which I thought was awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the map developed differently every time because of the way the miners come out. But anyway, three different ways. One time the game, the bank broke before the diesel trains come out. One time the bank broke after the diesel trains come out and people were running good. And one time it broke in a stock round before a permanent train ever got bought. I mean, the game, it's... How did it end? Games have much... Each game has a very different character, it seems, um, just based on the privates that are out, because there's a variance in the privates that come out, and then the way the miners come out. It's I like that variation. Cool. How did it end in the stock round before the permanents came out? How, how does that scenario play out? Uh, I can't recall sitting okay, here right, right now, right, right. but we were all like, this is weird. What do we do? We had to look in the rules and go, oh, just play two more ORs. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. So as far as uh, Friday gaming, what else you got? That was it. So, okay. yeah, that's another thing that I'll mention just in general is as part of the tournament, there's three time slots. So there's an 830 start. Um and I think it's officially a 1 o'clock start and a 7 p.m. start. 
So in theory, you can play three games a day. And if you're playing shorter games, that's certainly going to occur. I found in reality, you're going to play two games a day. And you're going to start the, that 8.30 game, which is going to wrap up by one. You're going to grab some lunch. You're going to start at two, which you're going to play till roughly seven or eight. And then, yeah, could you start a game at, at nine o'clock at night? Many people do. I did not. So I generally got two games in per day. Yeah. Which I, I was thinking, these are mentally exhausting games. So, I mean, if you're doing this for four days and you're playing game after game after game, but what you guys were telling me before was, nah, two games a day. We were good. We were fresh and etc. That was me. You certainly have the opposite in that I know that there's people that are playing until after 3 o'clock in the morning, and then they're still in there starting their 8.30 game. So just like you have at, all, at most any con, you have addicts and super addicts. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and, and I'm certainly in that uh, addict, but addict that still wants to get five to six hours of sleep. Okay. Amen. And you didn't feel like you were missing out at all? You you feel like it was it, it was still worth it to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, oh, absolutely. Uh, now... W- Am I ready to play a train game right now? Was I ready to play one on on Tuesday morning? Yeah, but yeah, I, I would just suffer if I played till two o'clock in the morning and then tried to get going at eight the next day. Cool. So for you, Tony, that was pretty much it for you on Friday as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played three Thursday, and then two, two, and then only one on Sunday. Okay. So, so Saturday, how'd it go? Uh, Saturday, yeah, we uh, we all got back together. And we grabbed a Herb from our Denver group and then uh, just random guy named Ken Sue walking by. Hey, you want to play a game? Yep. Okay, cool. Get over here. Which, that brings up, how did you get into these games? Like, was it a whole lot of just, hey, what do you want to play? Or yeah. was it like, oh, I don't know if I want to play that, uh, you know, that type there, thing? There's some games written on a whiteboard that you can sign up for and stuff like that. But a lot of folks were just, hey... I'm going to play this. You guys want to play? Let's get a game of this together. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. But so that's when um, Kyle and Chad and Herb and myself and this guy, Ken, um, played another game of 18 Ireland first thing in the morning. Um, I did not plan to play 18 Ireland again because I had already played it two times. But uh, Scott wanted to play 18 BF with with Ian Wilson. Um, So I said, I'll teach 18 Ireland to people this morning while you play that. Cool. And uh, he said, great. And, yeah, 18BF is something we need to talk about, too. But um, So, yeah, so the five of us sat down to play 18 Ireland. I talked the game, and clearly, clearly, these guys, that was the best instruction of a game I've ever delivered. (laughs) Because, uh, yeah, I went bankrupt in this game. In the rules, it says bankruptcy stalks you in this game. And that is true, because in three games, I saw two bankruptcies. Okay. And, uh, and One of which yeah, was one of was My yours. second bankruptcy ever, it was awesome. Um, I, I was trying to do some crazy stuff and everything. As and, you are uh, wont to do. Hey, I'm exploring a game, right? And, uh, yeah, it didn't work out. And uh, so, so, yeah, I went bankrupt in that game, but... Had an awesome, awesome time playing it with these guys. And uh, Herb's got a little bone in his, I don't know, in his mind. He's got a bone in his mind that he is a, he loves the little devious stuff that you can do. <laughs> it, it really is a cool game. I'm, I'm Obviously, I'll end up with a copy sometime in the next several weeks anyways. But I'm glad that we've got a uh, copy in the group already. 
Herb lost to Kyle by three pounds. Three pounds, not three dollars. Wow. And it was tight. Yeah, very tight, very tight. It was and, and such a cool game and fun game. Does one question, does does bankruptcy end the game? Nope. It does for you. You go watch TV. You and your tokens go away. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what what for you after that? After that, uh, and again, kind of the nature of the way games uh, start and form. Uh, while Tony and I had wanted to not play games together throughout the weekend because we did the Ireland game together and then went to lunch together, we ended up playing a, another game with largely the same group. Uh, we played 1824, the smallest of the Austrian games. By O&O, right? By O&O, exactly. Which... Uh, Tony and I had played previously just just a couple months ago even, right, right. Uh, and I had even played in the past, but had almost no recollection of it. So for at least the first uh, 10 to 20% of the game for me, I was trying to figure out exactly what am I doing and why would I do that, etc. But then it all clicked, and a, a really cool game, and it it's very fast. I mean, yeah, the game plays relatively quickly in three hours or so, but you just feel the game moving forward at a, at a very rapid clip and rapid pace. It is not a game that you feel any any downtime or any of that. It uh, was a lot of fun. And that was... Yeah. Um, so the previous 18 Ireland we just talked about, that was one of the couple games that I didn't finish last in. So I returned return to my <laughs> my excellent form in 1824 <laughs> of, of finishing last. 1824 is like the best one I played. I think I was I second or third in that. I can't remember. I, and I don't care. I but, uh, think you ended up second. Actually, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I love it. Um, my my first play of 1824, like you alluded to, I was like, whatever. Okay, this is kind of cool, but I really, uh, I really dug it this time. I, maybe I just understood a little bit more well, going in right yeah, later yeah. into the game, you know, or something like that. But I was like, okay. I really like 1837, which is a leisurely stroll through the trains. But if you, if I don't have time for that, 1824 is an amazing alternative. That's a game that needs to get reprinted. So compare that to 1857. Is it similar as far as, because you said it plays in about three hours, right? And the way the, the trains go through, this isn't so much of a leisurely stroll? Or 57, the, the Winsome game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a completely different games. Okay. And then 57 yeah. is, is 1830 rules on, on a different map. And I've played the game three times, and it's ended in bankruptcy every, every time, time because right. of going through the Correct. trains. It's so this, near to do that. Yeah, so this isn't in that manner. Um, I'm sure a bankruptcy can occur. I, I don't know exactly how. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, yeah, so it's not that. It's just you feel the game continuously moving forward. Okay, all right. The game takes one train away every every set or OR now, I can't remember. But the game is pushing the trains. Okay. So you so, have a pressure. So the to game keep up. is accelerating on its own regardless of right, whether right. you're pushing the trains or not. Yes. Yes. And then you can exacerbate that of course. Sure, of course. <laughs> uh, I agree. That's a game that uh, certainly could use a reprint. Absolutely. I I have a copy. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Which means Denver has a copy. Yeah, oh, no, we have many. Right, well, no doubt. And no. one thing I should have said when I introduced you, I mean, I, I assume that people know who you are, uh, but Chad is 
he has just about every 18xx game in existence. Just about, right? I'm getting close enough that completionism is setting in, which, <laughs> which is problematic because the only ones I'm lacking at this point are either brand new titles that don't exist yet or right. in prototype form or things that are very difficult to come by. Okay, which really are we going to be missing them? You know what I mean? As a group, as a as a as a train game community yeah. here. So and Tony got bit by the bug. And do you have heroes anymore, Tony? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, about the same number. I think I got about forty XX and forty euros. Okay, all right, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, all right. So what what came after that? Champies. We went for fried chicken. Fried chicken. You guys were telling me about this, yeah, right? It was, uh, it was good. So if you're in Chattanooga, go to Champies, get the chicken, get the green green beans. beans. Ah, yes, I, <laughs> I've heard good things. And the other thing that happened was uh, Tony set us up for our Sunday morning game by before we left for Champies, talked to John Tamplin who had the prototype of Tom Lehman's 1834, which it, John Tamplin being the head of Deep Thought Games, being Deep Thought Games, yes, correct. Okay. So we set that up to play at uh, 9.30, a four-player game of 1834 with John on Sunday morning. Uh, and 9.30 start was fantastic because got to sleep in a little, have breakfast, check out of the hotel, loved it. Yeah. And then uh, loved the game, and I'll uh, turn it to Tony to kind of start that, and then I'll add some commentary. Um, yeah, so 34 was definitely like the top game on my list and your list that we both to experience there. We had both been... We played 46 again recently, and we're like, wow, man, this is a really, really good game. Um, so many games to play, but, we, but we'd like to play it more, you know? And we even played the two-player variant. And uh, Tom Lehman, the author, has been chiming in on BGG threads about design things, and we've read some other things about 1834. So all of this stuff was floating in our head and, and got to understand some of the things he was writing about his design motivations in the games. And so we're like, man, we when we get to Chattanooga, we gotta like get to play 1834 and see what that's about. And Chad, I think you were telling me um, that Tom Lehman's been working on 1834 for like 20 years, and 1846 actually like bloop, was a baby hatched out of it. Yeah, I think that's in the 46 design notes actually, because okay, okay. I'm not sure where I would have come up with it. Though we did talk about it with uh, with John Tamplin a bit. That right. I think that. So he's been involved in the 34 project, uh, I think, for going on 10 years. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I know that it predates 46, so I think it's uh, about 20 years or so. 46 was originally published in 2005, I believe, so I think it's right. 12 years old. And the whole reason, honestly, that it's been 20 years or so in the making is Tom would rather, you know, make money, Right. right. He's got paying jobs. Right. <laughs> you know, that race for the galaxy thing and all that. The 1834 is the 1846 system, but there's some more meat on the bones. And that's that's kind of how I think about it. It's it's um, a little bit richer of a game than 1846. And um, it's, got, it's got fairies in it that you can add to your routes. It's got some different... East-West bonuses, you know, the East-West bonuses right. are 46. These are a little bit different. They're they're a little more complicated, um, but uh, but they're very, very cool. So there's a few more bells and whistles. But they add to the game. It's not just chrome for chrome's sake. Absolutely. I, I think it does add to the game a lot because the one the way that the, let's just call them the end-to-end -end bonuses 
the, the way that they work in this game is early in the game, you want to connect Boston to Montreal because that's the way goods were running. And then later in the game, New York becomes big and Montreal becomes um, lessened. And so you have this tension of I, I need to build this way now to make money, but I, I really need to like keep an eye on what's going on over here and, and how that plays into your your decisions in the game, of course. Um, but 34 is going to come in, it's going to come with two styles of play. You can play 1834, the standard game, which is basically my impression of it is we did not play the standard game. It's going to be 1846 with the fairies and the different route bonuses that I just talked about, right? So it's going to be 1846 with a little bit more stuff to it. And then the other way to play is the takeover game. Which is what we played. Which is what we played. And the takeover game is really good. Hostile takeovers, right? Well, both both yes. friendly and, and hostile. Mainly okay. friendly. Yeah, okay. mainly friendly. I mean, you can do a hostile takeover, but you've got to have share room. You've got to have money. You've got to... you got to manipulate yeah, it to get it ready to do that. Absolutely. Here, here's the two gists about the takeover game. Number one, it's all the stuff from the standard game plus the takeovers, right? So in the takeover game, all of your companies have one less train limit than they would in a normal game. So when we get down to like the permanent trains, your train limit's one. The only way to get more trains in your company is to um, perform takeovers. So every company that you add in increases your train limit, right? So, so engineering friendly takeovers is critical to succeeding in the game, right? Um, but the, the way that you can do a, a hostile takeover is um, your, the, the opponent's company must be, quote-unquote, vulnerable. And that is to say they either don't have a train at the time of the merger round or they have a train that has been wounded. Because, you know, in 1846 and 1834, it's a slow rust. Right. right. You get to you run get it again. Run. Right. So, so it's quite easy to... Um, in most situations to avoid that, right? So you're not, you don't have to be in a situation where the takeover is hostile. You and I can always do a friendly, sure. should it benefit one of us or both of us or something like that. But typically the friendly is going to be between my companies. Right? right, yeah, you have two companies and, oh, hey, I'm going to take over. Well, what right. it does is really cool, in a really cool way, it just models sort of this, like, how companies grow up. I'm going to eat that company, right? It's like you you... You get a, fram- a family tree of your companies right. during the game, and it's and it was it, really it, cool. It very does model it in that you can either exchange shares or exchange cash, and that does make it very challenging in that you can still only end up with a maximum of sixty percent of the new resulting company. So in one case, I did a a friendly merger. So I had four shares in my good big company. So that meant I could only have two or the presidency of the other one, which therefore I had to start that company and leave it pretty vulnerable with only owning, owning the presidency. But on the other hand, I didn't have enough cash to pay myself for those shares. So you can do it either way. And it was really cool. Yeah, it really tells a good story about the, the growth of the of those companies. And the other important thing about the mergers in the takeover game is that your company only has two tokens. So you need mergers to get more tokens. To be able to, right. Too, you know. So 
And um, most of the most of the companies are historical. There are five non-historical companies in this game. There was one that yes. you tweeted out a picture, right? Chad, it's my, your favorite. My new favorite railroad name: the Uncertain Prospects Railroad. Let me invest in that. I can't yes. wait. Right? <laughs> I lo- I love it. It it is my very favorite. So now, um, I assume that's a working title, right? Or are they? Are they really John? thinking about leaving it as? No, is? I think I think that's in there. He uh, that that was one of Tom's ideas. So there are these non-historical railroads, and and they all had kind of funny names. That okay. was the the funniest of the names for me, and therefore that was the company I chose to start as my uh, my second railroad. It, it was it was great. When you play the takeover game, it is about seven hours, so it's longer than forty six. I I was going to ask. Obviously, forty six is the hot title right now for just expanding the hobby with GMT's new publishing of it. So since you guys now have played it, granted it was one play, I get that. If somebody is out there thinking, okay, I just picked up 46, do I also need 34? What would you say? I think the game is going to sell exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. If you have 46, do you need 34? I think it's a great stepping stone. So I've played a lot of these games. We played the Takeover game, and I enjoyed it immensely. And it was really later that night that we were sitting around talking, and I really kept thinking about the game and going, you know, what's really neat about this is going to be that two games in one box type of a thing. And then the basic game or the standard game will certainly be 46 on a different map with a little bit more chrome. And... I could be happy playing that for eternity, maybe. But in reality, maybe you play that a few more times, and then you play this takeover game. And the takeover game certainly adds a lot more uh, interesting decisions and complexity to it. I, I think this will be a hit. I think it's great. Yeah, Tamplin better hire some people. You think it's going to do that well, huh? Yeah, it could. Cool. Yeah. That, no, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, again, you look at what GMT did and you look at how many copies they're selling and people left and right are starting to get into 18xx games. I mean, that's the whole reason we're sitting here doing this, right? Right. right. So something happened in that game, didn't it, with uh Oh, this, is, this is all me. This is my favorite line of the weekend. Oh. Maybe my favorite line in all of gaming, and I can't wait to use this. <laughs> so let me set it up for you. As Tony sets it up. So uh, yeah, I had um, in uh, when you get to the brown trains in thirty four. As every time a company merges, one of those first permanent trains goes out of the game. I had not recalled that. <laughs> Uh, Minor oversight. And so, like, I don't know, Chad or John, somebody did a, a, a merger, and I, and they took a train away. And I'm like, oh, I should have hoarded because there's going to be another merger, and I'm not going to get one of the cheap permanents. And um, and so what I did with during uh, a stock round is I started another company just to set it up. So I only had the presidency of it, and I was just going to, like, have it take over my other company because it, you know, had money. So when I operated, I moved around money and trains and everything, because I knew that company would be vulnerable. But here's the thing. John had two companies he needed to merge, and Chad, or Kyle did too. So I was like, all right, if they do their own thing, I'm good. So let's see what happens, right? Because, like, 
it ain't going to get better not doing anything. Sure. So uh, I started this company, and we come to the merger around, and uh, Kyle's like, man, I really want to do this, but your company looks better, Tony. I'm going to merge with yours. And it was vulnerable because it had a wounded train on it because I had already switched trains and moved money just in case. Um, and that jerk paid me in cash instead of shares. <laughs> so it's kind of sucked. But um, So anyway, uh, long story short, all of a sudden, you know, a couple of a couple of trains later, my my loan company was trainless, staring down the barrel of a thousand dollar permanent train. So Tony's over there, kind of crying in his beer a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Woe is me. No, this sucks. <laughs> oh my god! And John Tamplin looks over at him and says, "It could be worse, Tony." Tony says. How? John says, it could be me that has to come up with $1,000 out of pocket for that permanent train. <laughs> it was really cool. It was really cool. It cost me $109 out of pocket, but it still sucked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, ultimately, though, you think, because um, 1822 was a big hit last year. Yeah, uh, and we never we didn't even play twenty two at the con. Well, we've played it a number of times here locally, so I am I'm assuming you guys wanted to try games that you either haven't played or don't have access to in general yet. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a big aspect. I uh, I like eighteen twenty two a lot. I certainly would have happily uh, played that game there. It just didn't occur. Okay. Yeah. So eighteen twenty two, the big hit of last year, and if thirty four does come out this year again, twenty years. In theory, it's supposed to be coming out. You think that's going to be the next uh, next it game? I don't know anything about the, the the timing of it. I mean, the game is certainly appears to be uh, well refined. I know that there's still some uh, some work on the rules. Want to put in some specific uh, many specific examples on some of the uh, the bonus routes, etc. Yeah. Uh, so whether it comes out in 2017, 18, or uh, 2038, <laughs> I, I expect that it's going to be a, a big selling game whenever yeah. it comes. I know I'll certainly be in line for one. The art's ready to go. I mean, the game we played on, except for it being unlaminated, was production-ready artwork and everything like that. It's just like Chad said, you know. Tom's, examples and rules. Tom's a technical and- writer, so I'm, I'm assuming that he really wants the rules to be perfect he he did did a pretty good job with uh 46 (laughs) so agreed fantastic game but it'll be coming cool so that and that was pretty much it at that point right yeah like uh we ended the weekend by uh going to Chili's me Chad and Kyle we didn't start out going to Chili's because there was this little pub we wanted to go to by the hotel but uh, man it even had a British flag painted on the door and everything it's going to be alright this is going to be cool but uh, we walk in there and Chad's like uh, Does it I, said, I said do you smell cigarette smoke I'm like yeah look right there these people are smoking you can smoke in a, I guess in a 21 bar you can smoke and so it was god awful that's how crazy is it that we've gotten to the point now to where I mean 2015, 10, however exactly. many years Wouldn't ago. Wouldn't have thought anything you, about it. Right. But yeah. nowadays, you know, snobs. We went we went upstairs to see if it was better up there. Halfway up, Chad's turning around saying, back <laughs> out, out. <laughs> so that's how we ended up at Chili's. But, you know, we sat in the bar and uh, 
drank a bunch of beers and nibbled on stuff and just reminisced about the con and laughed and just uh, that was a really fun couple hours there at Chili's with you guys. Oh, I agree. And this is I I love this convention. I've been twice and had a great time. Um, but I also enjoy the road trip aspect of it, of kind of the planes, trains, and automobiles thing almost, and that you're flying, and then you get the rental car, and you drive a couple hours to Chattanooga, and 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 you're meeting new people, or you're meeting people that you haven't seen in a year. So that whole aspect of it to me uh, just contributes to it being an, a big event, and, and I can't wait till next year. Yeah, it was great for me to get out of town too, and uh, and do so wifeless. You know, a man, a man should uh, do this away from his wife once in a while. So I love my wife. It was uh, it was good to be uh, just hanging with the guys. Yeah, oh, speaking of road hanging, trip, right? Hanging with the guys, though. How many female gamers do you, did we have at the con? I think maybe six. Jen oh, came from was, our Denver I think it was group. More than that. I mean, I was like, yay, right on. So oh, there, yeah, I, I think it was significantly more. There was at least two from the uh, Cotton Belt crew in Memphis. Yeah, yeah, maybe more than that. John's wife. I mean, there was there were several. Uh, yeah, Jeanette's there. there. Uh, yeah, there's there's a dozen or so, I'd guess. Yeah, yeah, 18BF. Yeah, yeah. You said you wanted to talk about that a little. What what is it? I I'll be honest. This is a new one on me. Everything well, else that you've talked about, I know about. Contrary to what Chad thinks it stands for, it stands for Big Four, and. Um, that's Ian Wilson's one of his prototypes that he brought, and I, I didn't get a chance to play in it. Um, but it's eighteen sixty one times one point five. He he kind of in what way? He, like it's one point five the size. It's bigger, bigger game, bigger map, bigger, more companies. Not like physically the no, tiles are no, larger, no. but you're, you're saying that the the game space. Yeah. Right. So it's eighteen sixty one system roughly um, set in the UK. And the big four, in 1923, there were, I don't know how many railroads were in England at that time, but they were all force consolidated into four major railroads, the big four. So the ending mechanism in this, where 1861 and many other games have a government national railroad that a lot of things merge into, in this case there will be four national railroads that things merge into. And I would have loved to have gotten a chance to play it. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, hopefully next year. Yeah. Just six, the sixty-one is a brilliant game. So a bigger sixty-one sounds really cool. And not to get too minutia, but sixty-seven is sixty-one, but in Canada, yeah, correct? In, correct right? in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm right. pumped about that one coming out. Hopefully one day. All in due time, I'm sure, Agreed. right? It's not like we're hurting for train games to play right now. No, though. no, we're just hurting for ones to purchase. <laughs> <laughs> so if folks want to learn and, you know, investigate and possibly find out more about the con. The Chattanooga Rail Game Challenge does have a Yahoo group that um, is the primary source of information Currently, and of yeah, course, I don't, the 18xx group they talk about it, right? But I don't think there's like an, a website that anybody can go to. It's kind of a not really a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but you kind of got to be in the know no, to I, to be able to get to it. Is that kind of how it is, or what? Yeah, and I think that mainly just comes from being technically challenged. Okay, you yeah, know. there's not a website. It is certainly announced and discussed on the main 18xx Yahoo group. Uh, I'll also mention that in addition to the Chattanooga convention, 
Dave Blanchard in Portland runs a somewhat similar convention in June each year that I have not attended but uh, would love to attend at, at some point in the future. Cool. And some guys are starting a new one in Saskatchewan. Yeah, uh, I saw that uh, up it, in the Great White North. Yeah, Medicine Hat, Alberta. Uh, Tyler McLaughlin. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I so want to go to that because it's not just 18xx, but also Age of Steam, my other obsession, and Winsome Games, my third obsession. Well, so it, it's a, it's custom built for me. I mean, <laughs> let's face it, the Age of Steam boon that Denver has seen. Between me, Tony, Amanda, everyone else, really is your fault. Yeah. I mean, it's completely on you. So, yeah, that makes sense. I would love to go up there. Actually, uh, Andrew Brown sent me a message on Twitter today saying, so, you going up there? And I'm like, man, we're already doing like seven different cons this year. I can't. Right. Maybe next year, though. <clears throat> Same here. Cool. All right, fellas. Well, hey, thanks for, uh, you know, I... I like the excuse of using, oh, I have to do an interview with you guys. I'm just excited to see you guys together again. So this is this is nice for me. So I'm glad uh, we don't do this enough. I hope we can uh, get together, game, and uh, I can get my ass kicked in some more 18xx games. So Tony, Chad, I appreciate you all uh, doing this. And hopefully folks, uh, folks enjoy it and maybe... Uh, Maybe some of them will head on down to Chattanooga next year and we'll all get in a game over there. I'd love that. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks.